Good morning. I'll come back to that in a minute. First of all, snow before Halloween. I don't know what to say about that. You're, you're clapping. You're clapping. That to me is like the biggest sign of the fallen world, snow before Halloween. So I don't know. I got nothing. Um, nevertheless, it's so good to be with you. Uh, every week is a great week here at Hope College. And this is another great week. This is Nykirk week. Um, yeah. Um, my wife and I got to know each other through Nykirk, so Nykirk is a special week. Uh, it's also Halloween. Halloween is a big deal in our house right now. Um, our, three kids, uh, our three kids have been wrestling with a big question um, for the last three or four months. And the big question is, is Voorhees haunted? And uh, our kids are hoping to finally, once and for all, tomorrow night, put that question to bed for good. And they're convinced that if tomorrow night comes and goes and they don't see any evidence of, of ghosts, that it won't be haunted. So... If you live in Voorhees, you could, you could go with that either way. <laughs> Just decide if you want to help us or not. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's been kind of one big topic of conversation. Um, it's good to be with you. It's so good to be with you. I've been doing uh, a mini-series uh, throughout the semester, and I will continue it all throughout uh, this academic year. It's a series based on hope, and we're unpacking different themes related to hope, the word hope. Uh, we did hope in Jesus in September. We did hope through busyness a few weeks ago at the gathering. And this morning we're talking about hope in education, hope and your education. Uh, what we're really talking about is wisdom, wisdom according to God and wisdom according to the world and foolishness according to God and foolishness according to the world. And our thesis this morning, our premise this morning is that education is important. It's really important. But Education can also be dangerous. Education can also really screw you up. It can really mess you up because education can become a stumbling block in your path toward real wisdom. It can become a stumbling block in your path toward real truth. So this morning I wanna look at wisdom according to God and wisdom according to the world. The Bible says some fascinating things all throughout it, all throughout the Bible about wisdom. The Bible basically says over and over and over again that if you think you're wise according to the world's standards, you're actually a fool. And it also says that if you're painfully aware of your foolishness, you're at least on the path to becoming a truly wise person. I wanna read you a few verses from 1 Corinthians um, that speak to this. This is from 1 Corinthians 1, starting at verse 18. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were noble by birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose weak things of the world to shame the strong. This is the word of God. So there's a lot in there, and I wanna to try to unpack a little bit of it for you this morning. The first thing you need to know is that in the, in the original Greek, of course, there's no punctuation. So if we were writing this today, we'd put some quotations around some of it. So it says the message of the cross is foolishness. It's not saying the message of the cross is truly foolish. It's saying the message of the cross is quote foolish. The message of the cross, the message of the cross is thought of as foolish by the educated class, by the elite educated class. The message of the cross is thought of as foolishness. And that of course is the case today in the world today. Most of the elite educated class around the world thinks that the message of the cross is foolishness. 
I went to Harvard after Hope. I spent 10 years in Manhattan. The elite educated class in this country and around the world agrees with his scripture that the message of the cross is foolishness. The Bible also says that the wisdom of the world, and again, it's wisdom in quotes, what the world thinks of as wisdom is foolishness according to God. And what's amazing is that Jesus just turns everything upside down. He just flips it all on its head. He says he's gonna use weak things to shame the strong, foolish things to shame the wise. So if I were asking you about your ambitions for your life after Hope College, I hope that you all have very big ambitions for your life. What if it was the case that one of you came up to me and you said, President Skogan, I wanna to talk to you about my big ambitions for my life after Hope College. And I'd say, great, what are they? What do you wanna do with your life? Well, what if you said, what I wanna do with my life is uh, 2,000 years from now, I want people to say that I was the most influential person who's ever lived. I wanna be able to say that 2,000 years from now, there's billions of people around the world who not just follow me, but they worship me. They build their entire lives around me. And I would say, wow, that's a big vision, but go for it. What's your strategy? What's your strategy to pull that off? Well, they would say something. I don't know what you would say, but you certainly wouldn't say that your strategy is to be born into obscurity, that your strategy would be to deliberately avoid all circles of influence, political, economic, and academic circles of influence. And your strategy certainly wouldn't be to die a tragic death less than halfway through your life. And yet that's exactly what Jesus does to accomplish that. He flips everything on its head. He turns weakness as a way to shame the strong. And it's amazing. It's amazing because he's showing us that the foolish things of the world are actually the wise things according to God. Which means that if we're pursuing education, ultimately to pursue wisdom, this creates some interesting questions for us. The question is, what exactly does this mean for us? If the pursuit of wisdom according to the world and the pursuit of wisdom according to God is something different, what exactly does that mean for us on our journey? I wanna tell you a little story. Maybe you can relate to this, maybe you can't. Um, I was talking to a, a former pastor uh, a few years ago. He grew up in California and he had a similar experience to me, so maybe you can relate to this. Uh, I grew up in Portage, Michigan, and I went to K through 12 public schools in Portage, Michigan. Uh, when I grew up, I don't know if this is still the case, but when I grew up, I had U.S. history three times. I had U.S. history in fifth grade, I had U.S. history in seventh grade, and I had U.S. history in 10th grade. In fifth grade, I had an amazing teacher. His name was Mr. Jones. He was a passionate, energetic man. Um, as far as I could tell, he wasn't necessarily a specialist in any particular area of scholarship. He was an elementary school teacher, which meant he taught everything, math, science, English, and history. When it came to U.S. history, Mr. Jones taught us about the, the Civil War. And he told us that the Civil War was a war about slavery. Hmm. Two years later, I had history again in seventh grade. This time it was taught by somebody who was a specialist in history. He only taught social studies. He only taught history. And he taught us that the Civil War was not about slavery, in fact. The Civil War was about states' rights. The Civil War was about federal, federalism. The Civil War was about economics and trade and all kinds of stuff other than slavery. And I thought, hmm. Then in 10th grade, I had U.S. history again. In 10th grade, uh, I had history not from somebody who was a specialist. I had history from somebody who was passionate about history. This guy lived and breathed history. He, he didn't have to teach us through videos or anything else. He taught us just through stories. He sort of oozed out of him. History oozed out of him. And what he taught us about the Civil War was that, yes, there was a lot going on. Yes, there were complexities to it. But at the end of the day, the question that the country was fighting over was the question, are we going to be a country where white people can own black people? 
And people were willing to go to war over that question. People were willing to kill and be killed over that question. And that's what the Civil War was about. And as I've stepped back from that journey of fifth grade, seventh grade, and 10th grade, with some benefit of hindsight, what I observe is that I think there's sort of three tiers to intelligence. There's ignorance, which is fifth grade. You don't know anything, you just know what the teacher tells you. Then in seventh grade, you get a little bit of knowledge. That's the second level. Ignorance, then knowledge. And then you push through knowledge to wisdom. Wisdom is where you end in 10th grade. The fascinating thing is that the ignorant and the wisdom come out to the same answer, which of course is the right answer. The Civil War was about slavery. Where you get stuck is in the middle. The seventh graders who have a little bit of knowledge. They think they have it figured out, but they know just enough to actually have the wrong answer. And in the mystery of God's universe, in the mystery of God's universe, there's this incredible thing that happens where there's a convergence of the ignorant and the, and the wisdom. And it's, it, there's, so there's these three tiers, but it's not like they're tiered one on top of each other. It's, it's like it's a U shape. You start at ignorance, then you go down and you get a little bit of knowledge, but you have the wrong answer. And then you come through and you come back up again to wisdom where you again end with the right answer. Uh, Karl Barth was a, a famous theologian, a Swiss theologian. He spent his whole life writing and studying about God. His life's work is a 12 volume a book, really, but it's, it comes in 12 books called Church Dogmatics. If you put it on a bookshelf, it takes more than a yard worth of space. Toward the end of his life, he, he made a trip to the United States and somebody asked him, they said, uh, Mr. Bart, you've spent your whole life studying God. You've spent your whole life, 50 years, studying God, writing about God. What does it all mean? Do you know what his answer was? His answer was, here's what I've learned. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It's the lyrics to a children's Sunday school song. And here's one of the preeminent scholars of God. And he spent his whole life studying God. And when he came through at the end, he's back to the same place he started as a child in Sunday school. Jesus loves me, this I know. Now the question is, which probably you're thinking, does that mean education isn't even worth it if you come out to the same place where you started? And, the answer is obviously no, because Karl Barth understood the lyrics of that song with much deeper meaning than any fifth grader or any um, Sunday school kid can ever understand it. He had understood the truth and the depth of what that meant, Jesus loves me, this I know. Sunday schoolers don't understand it. They, they understand what they're saying, but they don't understand the depths of it. And it's worth pursuing that deeper meaning. It's worth pursuing that deeper wisdom, but you have to be aware of the risk that you might get stuck along the way. See, Karl Barth and fifth graders can hang out. They, they end up at the same place. And it's worth pursuing this deeper meaning. It, it is. And when it comes to Jesus, the question is, who gets him right and who gets him wrong? The ignorant get him right. The fifth graders, the people singing the basic Sunday school songs get Jesus right. And the great theologians get Jesus right. The ones who've pushed through knowledge and come out the other side to wisdom. The great theologians get him right. And the kids get him right. You know what's happening all around the world today? All around the world today, in the poorest parts of the world, the Christian church is growing at 10x the population. The most ignorant, uneducated parts of the world, the Christian church is growing. And in the places that are the most educated, the Christian church is shrinking. How can that possibly be the case? 
It's, it's the case because the ignorant get Jesus right and the great theologians get Jesus right. Who gets Jesus wrong are the armchair theologians, the amateur theologians, the, the theologians who read a book and pick up a couple of tidbits along the way and they think, this can't be true, this is foolish. I'm smarter than this. And here's the thing, somewhere along your journey to truth, somebody is gonna say to you, you know Jesus didn't really say all those things, right? You know that it's impossible for one man's death to save the world, right? You know that Jesus wasn't really the son of God, right? You know that the civil war wasn't really about slavery, right? At some point, you're gonna face those questions. And 10th graders like Karl Barth have answered all of those questions definitively. Fifth graders are ignorant to the complexity. Either way, you're fine, as long as you don't get stuck in the middle. Stephen Colbert in that clip is a 10th grader. Stephen Colbert is a 10th grader pretending to be a fifth grader making fun of seventh graders. Stephen Colbert, <laughs> Stephen Colbert is a devout Christian. He teaches Sunday school at his, at his Catholic church in New Jersey. Stephen Colbert has pushed through knowledge into wisdom. And Stephen Colbert is making fun of his guest. This guy, his guest, happens, happened to have gone to a place called Wheaton College. And at some point, this guy decided that I'm better than all this. I'm smarter than all this. And he's built a whole career out of writing books that basically say the Bible is all made up. And Stephen Colbert, using Sunday school answers, makes him look like an idiot. And that's the mystery of God's universe. The mystery of God's universe is that the wise and the ignorant come out to the same place, but when you get stuck in the middle with a little bit of knowledge, you actually have the wrong answer. So here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that education is important. Education can help you get on the path toward true wisdom, true understanding, but you have to be aware of the risk. You have to be aware of the risk of getting stuck in the middle with a little bit of knowledge. So keep pushing, keep rolling around in it, keep wrestling through the tough questions until you come out the other side with wisdom, with true wisdom. Because ultimately true wisdom, true life transforming wisdom is found in only one place and it's in the foolishness of the cross. Go in peace.